This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I'm going to get pregnant from anal. How stupid am I going to look, you know? Oh, my God. I think I've heard my mom talk about her sex life to me like three times. As far as I know, they've had sex four times and it resulted in four children. My parents are openly talking about it all the time. It's disgusting. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Poder. And I'm Karen Lee Poder. My mother is a sex expert, cougar, and today a storyteller. Oh, and my son. Yes, I do. He's a stand-up comic and a Buddhist clown. <laughs> yes, is there such a thing? He's a Buddhist clown. Together we chat about sex in order to open up that conversation. We don't talk about it enough in our society, and we're hoping to eliminate shame and give you guys a few laughs while we do it. And today we have a special sponsor. We do have a special sponsor. This can only be made possible by our sponsor, Clone a Willy. Now, Clone a Willy is exactly what you think it is. It's a way that you can make. It's a do-it-yourself craft kit that you can clone a, either your penis or a vagina or any object. Really, you can put a, a cucumber in there. Or All whatever right, but the, hell the you main want. reason people do it is because you can actually, instead of going and buying a dildo at a store, you can make your own. Yeah, and even for the, for the clone of willies, you can actually insert a vibrator. So it's almost like you're creating a vibrator of your partner or your own penis. It's perfect. And then the pussy one is also a lot of fun. I personally have experienced it, and it's fun to make it, and it's fun to to cherish it and use it as a paperweight. So for this holiday season, if you're still thinking about gifts to give your partner, we highly recommend going to cloneawilly.com, C-L-O-N-E-A-W-I-L-L-Y.com, enter promo code MOM. And 20% off is in your pocket for the holiday season. You'll get 20% off your entire order, cloneawilly.com, enter promo code MOM. Okay, on to the show. This episode is phenomenal. We love body storytelling. So body storytelling is a podcast. It's another sex podcast um, that features Dixie. Dixie de la Tour. This is a, a she's a professional storyteller slash folklorist, and she trains people how to tell stories. So her whole podcast is that she trains people how to tell stories related to their sex life. And then she has them tell these stories live in front of an audience and records them and puts them on her show. It's very emotional. I, I And hilarious. A lot it. of them are hilarious. I loved hearing her personal story about how she lost her virginity in a car. That is, in, it's an incredible story. You've never heard something or thought about something like this. I can guarantee this is a first. So she came on the show to tell us about that experience, losing her virginity. And, and then she also gives us tips on what makes a great story, why it's important to tell stories. It's really a fucking awesome episode. I can't wait. And I experienced it myself. So yeah, we we uh, we did not end there. We decided to make a Patreon bonus episode. Now, for those who don't know, Patreon is an online community where it's basically where our closest fans go and to communicate with us, hang to, out with to us. hang out with each other. And we put a lot of bonus content there. Like usually after every episode with a guest, we have like a 10 minute episode that we record with them that we put only up for, for our Patreon members. And you'll find out stuff like how to give the best blowjobs. From Sex Nerd Sandra, things yes. like this. So this episode, we decided to have Dixie train my mother how to tell a story as our Patreon bonus. And we thought it was so good that we were gonna, we're gonna put this on our feed to give you a sense for what you can get by becoming a Patreon member of our community. So I'll give you a little hint. The stories about me in a car having sex as a teenager. It is a crazy story. I think, I think the prompt was, what is your craziest sexual memory or something like that? That, that would be up there. Yeah. So you can only get it on our Patreon page usually, but in this case, we're going to give you a free sample. And if you'd like to continue getting these, go to patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom. That's in the show description of this episode. It's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash sex talk with my mom. 
All right. We also have some wonderful merch that we'd like to tell you about. It's just, We have a shirt. If you're thinking about getting someone a gift this holiday season, get yourself a, a Sex Talk With My Mom t-shirt. It's really cool. It's got a picture of me as a cougar. Surprise, surprise. And Cam as a mime. Surprise, surprise. It's, it's such a funny graphic. Phenomenal shirts to uh, start a conversation with. I really that like that aspect. This way... You walk down the street, someone says, ooh, that's an interesting shirt. What's that all about? And immediately you go right to talking about sex. I We would also like to read an iTunes review because I love when these come in. They're so, so thoughtful and we'd like to honor you guys with it. Honor? Yeah, I don't know. If yeah. We, we would like to give a shout out to give these a shout people out. that give a shout out to us. So this please one's from do it. TNA fan. Do you know what TNA is? Yes. Silly goose. What is it? Tits and ass. Bingo. TNA fan. Um, this one says a good, good for a laugh and then some five stars. I found this podcast listening to their episode on Holly Randall unfiltered. And let me say this. I don't regret it. I always crack up listening to these guys with Karen's comments and Cameron's reactions to what she says. The guests are my favorite hands down. LOL. My, oh, my favorite one is Aaron Acuna, AKA the slutty chef where you called her mom in it was so damn entertaining keep it up you guys it is fun listening to you on the way to work in the morning thank you tna fan i love that tna fan it actually explained you know what it is which episode she thought was her favorite and why it could be a guy the tna fan or yeah they actually that is true whoever it was tna thank you and also just so you guys know um those uh, she's got an, the one the episode that tna was referring to we have a, a special patreon bonus there uh which is talking about i believe oral sex uh how to go down on women oh if i'm not correct i may stand to be corrected you but know, i think it's on patreon can i be quite honest i think you have forgotten to put that up there you promised you would and i think that you need <laughs> to now that you're calling yourself out you're gonna have to do that i put up the oh my god it's not on there yeah. no it's not you gotta do it Okay, All right. Expect to see it on there. Guys, we'd love to hear from you. We have a hotline called Yes Text Mom. That's where you can call and leave us a voicemail or text us. Uh, if you guys have your own funny stories to share, please do so. If this if this episode inspires you, just type in your phone Yes Text Mom and send it over our way. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show on our mor- morning after show. On that note, let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees and the body storytelling in cars, if you please. (laughs) If you please. It's always if you please. You could have done the body stories. Oh, I could have. Well, next time. Enjoy. Dixie, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kim. I am so excited to be recording live from my Toyota Corolla. Yes, (laughs) this is the first time for... It's losing our car virginity. (laughs) And the reason we're doing this is because we were at... We are at Patreon, which is where you could support Patreon. Well, Patreon is holding a conference. Should Hence, I not get into this? Well, no, it's Patreon. It's fine. And we and we bumped into Dixie from Body Storytelling, and we've been always wanting to interview her. I and want you to always say the name of my show forever, okay. forever, because well, I'm from the South, so I say body, and people go, oh, like B-O-D-Y. I'm like, no, like B-A-W-D-Y, yeah, and like Karen Lee says. No, body. you say body. You say body. Body. Yeah. body. I, I think I'm turning into like a... I've, I've moved from Chicago to LA and now I sound like a New Yorker. I don't know how it that happened. It does sound a little New York. Okay, well, I want to tell you, Body Storytelling is one of my favorite podcasts. In fact, I invited you to join our podcast, Collective Pleasure Podcast, because I liked ooh, it so much. Ooh, right? And it is, for those who haven't listened to it, it is, if you like storytelling, it is... They're unreal stories, all about sex, kink, how and gender. And gender. Wait, sex. are they unreal? No, uh, they're well, all yeah, true. Off, they're true stories. They're true, but often they seem untrue because they're so astounding. I mean, they're exceptional once in a lifetime stories. So many of them. Are they based all on your particular experiences? No, it's I. Okay, so I'm going to explain the concept of body storytelling to you because you don't know about it. <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. But I am getting excited because I'm in the back seat of a car I'm with me. <laughs> <laughs> so body storytelling is. <clears throat> here's the here's how I got started. So this will make more sense if I tell you where I got started. I was a sex party producer in San Francisco. And 
I was always going to sex parties and people would come in and they go, girl, you're not going to believe this thing that just happened to me uh-huh. last Friday night. And they'd start talking and then other people would walk up and they would cut them off and I would go, but I want to hear the fucking story. And then they go jump in a puppy pile and they start having sex and I'm like, well, I guess I'll get, never get to know. <laughs> then somebody invited me to a storytelling event about Burning Man and I sat there and went, oh, this is awesome. This is true life stories. People getting up and telling their stories in front of strangers, except perverts could kick this shit up and down the street because our stories are wah. So you're, how, and you're, how old, you're classifying yourself as a pervert when you say that. Oh yeah. Pervert is someone who speaks openly about sex, who <laughs> enjoys sex, who is enthusiastic about sex. It is not negative. Take are, back the power. We whatever are perverts the fuck then. I'm yeah, a pervert. y'all are perverts. I'm y'all a pervert. Are He's perverts. a pervert. You're a pervert. So how old were you when you were this uh, like new to this whole thing, this whole scene? When did it start? The new, to the scene? Yeah. Well, I moved to, I lived uh, in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia, then Atlanta, got, th- that's a separate story, but I moved to San Francisco. I hadn't been there very long, so I've probably been a pervert, like unofficial, professional pervert for 20 years, how did, something like that. How did you know that, that you were interested in this scene? Um. Well, I didn't know I was interested until I got invited to my first sex party. Who because invited somebody, you? I can't, re- you know, people ask me that all the time. I can't remember. I just, somebody said, you seem cool. I want to invite you to this party. And, and was it a kink sex party or just like an orgy? The first one I went to, I believe, is a swinger party. Oh, interesting. So Why am I so fucking boring? Go on. Well, so... <laughs> Okay, I'm going to get back around to body, but so I was invited to, I think it was a swinger party and mm-hmm. I walked in and I was just like, I don't know who I am. Mm. This is a great, up- I am so attractive. I've always been inappropriate. When I lived in the South, they would always go, why do you have to be that way? Because cause this is who the fuck I am. Hell yeah. And I got to stop you and, t- and describe like, she is so animated. I mean, just, uh, you have like, uh, what color hair is that? I call it Crayola red. <laughs> gorgeous like green blue eyes i don't know how that turquoise be. usually turquoise. most people say yeah and she's wearing like this wildly colorful dress it's just like, you just like emanate like colors and yes. energy. energy yeah it's, it's a very exciting human being so i'm gonna get back because i'm a storyteller like i gotta follow the arc i'm okay. sorry to interrupt that's I'm, okay I'm an, you I'm can do it but if i can remember i'm gonna stay on track okay. we'll, we'll okay. keep so you on track too. i believe that i was invited to a swinger party and after a little while I went this is awesome I love the sexual expression here but this does not feel like me you know Mm -hmm. and I think the next thing I went into was kink and I was in the kink community and there's I loved I loved the smell of the leather I loved (laughs) the acts I was seeing but everywhere I went I was just like somehow this is not me Mm. you know but everywhere I went I made friends and built community so then I ended up in uh, the polyamorous crowd. Then I ended up in, uh, I went through all of, and there's a lot of sexual community in San Francisco. Yeah. I think I kind of locked it down when I hit the costumed polyamorous. Oh, like my clowns? God. Well, I'm a clown too, but Hell yes. that's, that's not what I mean. <laughs> when I say, okay, so there's a party called Kinky Salon. And Kinky Salon is now in like 15 cities, but it started in San Francisco. I was the original door person for Kinky Salon. So for like five years, I was the person who would say, yeah, do you have permission to be here? Is your name on the list? I'm sorry, Cam. If you don't have permission to be here, my job is to throw you the fuck out. You out. Well, I was the person who had no, I wasn't shy. Yeah. I was the person who was like the front door guard and your first experience. Usually my tits were out, so that was the first expression, <laughs> first experience that you have. <laughs> they would often say, "Why can't you put your tits away? You're at the door." And I'm like, "It's sex party. That's why." Shut up. You know, I could cover them if the cops come in. So, <laughs> so the costume polyamorous community was these parties that would be like Dungeons and Drag Queens. Dress up however you want. You know how you go to a sex party and they're always like, "Hey." You've got great boobs. I'd like to do things to you. And it doesn't necessarily feel good. But if somebody walks up. You asked me a question. Yeah. No, I don't know how you do that. <laughs> I, She's I, never been to I a sex party before. Sex party. Yes. I'm the most vanilla, uh, boring person on the planet, apparently. Dixie's You've face never is been horrified to a sex party? right now. Never. Never. I'm uh, terrified of like some dis- someone who is going to be disgusting, and I, I'll be like feel like obligated to have sex with someone, and I'll feel bad, and I'll do it just because I feel bad. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I have that social that? I'm It's like a that. heavily controlled environment so that that doesn't happen. Yeah. Not back in the day. And back in the day, I was the person who would come find you and say, what's going on for you, Karen Lee? I'm going to kick somebody in the balls for you because oh, they no. should be, you know. I know, but I mean, I, I, I'm like this good-natured, generous person. So I'd be like, oh, I'll just do a pity fuck just because the guy right. is like that. You know, that, yeah. that, and I don't want to do that. Uh, I think it's a lame excuse. Oh, yeah. he's encouraging me to go to sex parties. Oh, I'm now. just saying you talk a lot of a lot of game over here. I'm a big fucking talker. All right, go on. I don't want to drop the story any longer. Go on. Okay, I'm trying to remember. So, for example, if you go to a sex party and somebody walks up and goes, Carolyn, you got great boobs. I'd really like to have sex with you. That's going to feel like, like, well, that's about my physicality. Yes. Which is nice, but not necessary. It, it doesn't feel personal. Oh, so wow. if somebody walks up to you and they go, oh, my God, did you add those feathers and those bugle beads? Like costumes. Like mm. focus on the costume and the creative expression. Oh, wow. Somebody would walk up to you and go, oh, my God, Las Vegas showgirl. Did you make that headpiece? That's incredible. You'd hit it off. You'd have a connection. You'd geek out on, you know, like your creativity. And then maybe you go, you know, we could go up to the pink room and fuck the shit out of each oh, other if we wow. wanted to. So you actually have a connection does with each other. Does that make you feel better now? What, what does that mean? Well, because oh, you're because always like, I want a spiritual connection with somebody before I have sex with them. Totally. So then this way you could do that. Yeah. And I, it also makes more sense why you choose to present yourself the way you do. This is clearly an interest ah, of yours to express yourself. You got a flag. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. you got to flag who you are. The world doesn't know who you are if you just walk in and you're just kind of like, I'm going to wear subdued colors because everybody wears subdued colors in the world. I'm going to like people do tattoos. People do hair color. All of those things are flagging who you are to the world. I if love I, if I want to dress provocatively, I get a lot of shit from people, you know, yeah. I, literally on YouTube. Oh, you're you're, you know, this age and you're dressing like that. You know, go back to knitting sweaters, granny. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I used to. I get age slammed all the time. Yeah. So, so you, you discovered this community that you're, you're excited about called, Mm -hmm. that you described as costume polyamorous. Costumed polyamory is where I kind of found my people. They were very creative. They were very expressive and they were very respectful. That was the main thing for me. Like they took a no. Now, mm-hmm. what about the whole, again, this is another issue, the disease thing. I mean, are you scared, like, getting all kinds of contagious diseases at these parties? So everything in the world has risk. Yeah. Mm. If everybody at the party is respectful and takes care of themselves and they're honest, we're going to, you know, we just went to Patreon. We're going to be honest as fuck right now because that was all about honesty and expressive mm-hmm. and being expressive and everything like that. You have to have a level of trust with people. Mm. You're, of course, going to use condoms or dental dams or any of those things. I've never used a dental dam. Yeah. they. Uh, you can make your pussy taste like bubble gum with a... Why is it every dental dam tastes like bubble gum? Every time <laughs> I'm just like, I why? Why would I want to <laughs> lick a piece of rubber that tastes like bubble gum? It, it Who kinda, thought that was a like good a idea? pussy kind of looks like bubble gum, though. So that would work. Chewed up bubble gum or the other kind? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a little combo. The color. You, okay, you're talking about the color. I thought you were talking about no, like. No, I'm talking about the looks texture. Like, okay, I was just like, all I could, you're like, a pussy looks like bubble gum. And I was like, wait, I'm just thinking of bubble gum like. Oh, me, okay, anyway. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking of my clone of pussy that I made. Okay, never mind. Anyway. <laughs> all right. So, okay. so this is your community. And yeah. then how did that. So you said that inspired you to start telling these stories. So I went to this Burning Man event. I saw what it looked like storytelling is no notes just you getting up talking to people i call it perverts at a party yeah body where you just get up in front of people and instead of like i'm going to i'm going to talk in my stage voice yeah and i'm going to like oh it was the dark and are you talking your erotica voice Uh uh-huh yeah no you don't do that it's just you getting up in front of people you're gonna Put your drink down on my table because I sit on stage the whole time. Mm-hmm. You're going to walk up to the mic and go, oh, my God, you guys. You're just, it's crafted. I yeah. work with you and I coach you. But we want you to feel, the audience wants to feel like you're their friend. Yes. You know? Totally. And you're sharing your life. And usually there's a, I coach people to have a hugely relatable element to any story. Regardless if your story is about being queer or about being polyamorous or about being a swinger or any of those things. It's about making everybody in the audience kind of go, I get why you do that. Mm. I get who you are. I understand you. You judge people less when that happens. You understand their motivations, but Mm. you feel close to them. There would be so much less hate in the world if we just kind of went, 
I get where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. You're right. I would have made the same decision mm -hmm. had I had a story and been on the same journey you'd been on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when, when you're coaching these people to tell stories, is it to help them express themselves in, in an artistic way that, that will be fulfilling for them? Or is it more for the audience and who's receiving it? Well, I'm listening to the entire story with the audience in mind. I'm mm -hmm. representing the audience. Okay, okay. So I make sure we don't do trigger warnings, but I make sure that as I'm listening, I go, that could be a problem for people. So let's find a different way to say that. That's mm -hmm. going to feel good for them to hear as well as you to say. Yeah. I want you to express yourself. I want you to talk about your kink in the way that, or whatever, in the way that you would normally talk to your friends about it. Mm -hmm. But you're also going to explain it really quickly just kind of like I call it batting it away like you know so he's got me on an X cross you know there's there's crosses where you can tie up with your hands and feet kind of like you just make sure everybody's on the same page as yeah. you move through the story yeah so that nobody's left behind nobody feels like they walked into a click yeah and it's all people just like oh these people clearly all speak a subculture speak a language that I don't speak yes and make sure that all the brand new people feel like they're included mm -hmm. and all of the people you're not talking down to what I call the level 10, 10 perverts and the brand new people like the people who cannot say the word vagina without going ah! all of those people <laughs> we want them all on the same page so that they feel what you felt and they saw what you saw so can we hear will you tell us a story about uh, you sprung that one on me <laughs> no I Sex cars. we are in a car so you when we said we were recording this we're taking our car virginity you said well i have a story for you about this oh yeah okay so uh this is not the quickest story in the world but <laughs> this is a story of losing my virginity and it actually took a month instead of a night okay okay a in month took a month yes so my best friend uh was a gay man named brian Brian was chubby with blonde curly hair and big green eyes and I used to hang out with him all the time. And one night I used to stop at his house on my way home and I would just smoke pot with him and sit around and listen to albums and stuff like that. And one day I came around the corner coming, home, coming in from work late at night and he's standing on the side of the road and I lived way off in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia. Were you a teenager? Yeah, I was a teenager. I was 17 and a half. And he gets in the car and he says, I've been giving it some thought and I've decided that you and I should have sex. And I'm like, well, you're gay. Oh, he says, what? well, gold star. <laughs> well, if you've never had sex, Dixie, and I've never had sex with a woman, then we're both kind of virgins. So why don't we have sex with each other? And we care about each other and you don't want to lose it to a football player. And I love you. So. I'm curious about sleeping with you, not necessarily women, but sleeping with you. Oh, my God. So we're driving around in the car and I'm arguing with him and he's going, I noticed you haven't stopped driving yet. So I think you're a little bit interested. So we eventually find this quiet place off of the highway and we go in and we're in the front seat of the car. It's this big car of mine with 71 on Paul. I was older than Chip. <laughs> and um, so we're sitting there like your best friend is like trying to get sexual when you shift from friends to sex it's really awkward yeah you know? but you you're in such a hormonal state as a teenager that it, any, anything can get you aroused that's how i was i was like someone touched my arm like this i'm like oh my god i'm getting very sexual that's true that's true so he pulled his pants down he, he pulled his <laughs> dick out i shifted from that to this <laughs> He pulled his dick out. I'm just like, I can't look at it. You're my friend. He's like, look at it. And I'm like, oh, oh that's what your dick looks like, Brian. That's pretty cool. So he goes, um, okay, so um, let's have sex. And I'm like, um, so where's the condom? He goes, oh, fuck. I didn't think far enough along to think about a condom. I'm like, you went through this whole thing and oh you didn't my. even have a condom this oh whole time? Oh my God. And we're sitting there talking and, you know, we'd known each other for years and he's just like, well, okay, I guess we're going to go home. I'm like, wait a minute. You're gay, right? <laughs> you have anal, right? You've had anal before. Let's do anal. And he's like, wait, what? So now I'm freaking him out. He's like, <laughs> you're willing to do anal before you do vaginal sex? And I'm like, you've done that before. Oh my God. And I, we know each other. This so, is hilarious. Yeah. So we're in the front seat of my giant car. He spits on his dick. <laughs> I sit on it. I cannot breathe. It must have been I painful was like, as fuck, no? Mm, no, it wasn't that painful. It was, 
it was like I couldn't breathe. <laughs> it was like I sat on his dick and I'm like, <sighs> Wait, you're he's talking just, anally. Yeah, I was just, are my lungs and my asshole attached in some way? Because I can't breathe right now. And this is, is this is not a painful feeling? It's just like it a surprising? A pa- it was a little painful, but mostly it was just like I was, I'd never had sex. I didn't have anything to compare it to, but I was just like, I can't breathe. And so after a little while, he's just like slowly breathe in and out. And then eventually we started having sex and uh, it started feeling really good. And he was just like, okay, so... Let's get in the back seat, and that'll give us a better angle. You can get on your hands and knees. I can give it to you doggy style. So I'm into it. It's starting to really feel good now. So he's on his hands and knees behind me. We take all our clothes off in the back of this. We're on a picnic site on the side of a highway in, you know, in oh the Blue Ridge Mountains. God. A picnic site? It was, like yeah. A, a bench? Well, no. It was like a picnic area that was kind of chained off so you couldn't get in there but Ah. the cops patrolled it so we were worried about that happening too so we're having sex he's he's having sex with me doggy style and he starts doing that thing where it's starting to feel good and he's starting to do the short thrust you know it's getting you know oh my god oh my god i don't know what that means oh my god as he pulls out he accidentally slips into my pussy and comes (laughs) oh no oh god that is hilarious and i'm like You know, first of all, it's a little bit of a shock when you still have your hymen, and I'm just oh. like, you <laughs> motherfucker, I'm going to get pregnant. Right. Pregnant? Even, oh I didn't God. even, I'm going to get pregnant from anal. And you're also How not stupid to do am that. I going to oh look, you know? Oh, my God. I start punching oh him because he's really my best, you know, and he's my best friend. you're also not supposed to go anal to vagina. Right. Well, you know. Oh, my yeah. God. So I, you know, he oh pretty much God. drops the whole load inside me. I beat the shit out of him, and eventually I just take him home, and then I go home and go, okay, well, that was scary. We have to take a quick commercial break to thank our sponsor. Mona Willie. We're so excited they were sponsoring this episode because they're literally one of the best gifts you can give someone this holiday season. It's so easy to talk about Kelowna Willie. They're a craft kit that what you do is a do-it-yourself. Make a replica of your either your dick or your pussy. Okay, so for it's called Clone a Willy. We've been saying it very fast. I want to make sure people understand. You literally are making a clone of your, of your penis or pussy. Now, what do you do with this clone of pussy or willy? Well, you, someone can put it inside themselves. Yes. Someone can make out with it. Yes. You can do all sorts of things. You, you can, can put it as a paperweight. You can make it, as my boyfriend puts it as a shrine. He looks at my clone of pussy every day and, and does a little shrine dance to it. But it really is a sexy experience. <laughs> <laughs> shrine dance? <laughs> I made that part up. It really is a sexy experience to make it, and it, it's an awesome gift if you're still thinking about what to give your partner this holiday season. So it's, go to clonawilly.com. And you and, get 20% off if you enter code MOM. Clonawilly.com. Enter promo code MOM. That'll be in the show description of this episode. So Monday, we had drama class together. And so Monday afternoon. <laughs> I see you in drama class. Yeah. My, 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 I had another close friend, Jeff. And Jeff and I used to pass notes in between class. So I'm just like, oh, my God. I had sex with Brian on Friday night. And I'm talking about it. We've been passing these notes all day. Like, so I have this wad of notes that are stuck in my book. I know that he's going to be in the class in sixth period or something like that. So I get up to go get a Coke. I leave my stuff in my desk and the class clown, when I come back, has pulled my notes out of my book and is reading aloud. No way. About my experience of losing, no. you know, my anal virginity. Way. And he's reading it and aloud. Vaginal. And I freak out and I punch him and he's just like, why? What do you, what do you, what are you worried about? What are you worried about? You know? What is that? He hadn't actually gotten to the good part oh, yet. He oh, just God. started reading, but I didn't know when I walked in. And I start punching on him. Brian is leaning against the radio, against the wall with his arm crossed, trying to look like James Dean or something. Like, uh, this is awkward for him, too. And the guy's just kind of like, what What was in those? What, what did you not want me to see in those letters? And I'm like, get out of me. Oh my and God. everybody goes, what? Get out? What the fuck was that? And Brian just like looks at me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that was... Everybody's like, you just made it sexual. Well, it was sexual. Oh, my so God. I get home that day. He, my phone rings as I walk in. And he goes, hey, that was interesting. And I'm like, so? So I've given it some thought. Like, you're my best friend. I, we made a mistake. We should never do it again. I, yeah, I'm so sorry. And I hope we can go back to normal. And he goes, really? Because I had a really good time and I want to have sex. And I'm like, you do? Like, I thought it was going to, in your, you blow things up in your mind. You're like, oh, he's gay and he regrets it. Oh, we're best friends and our friends, friendship will never be the same. 
And so he's just like, I want to have sex again. And I'm like, well, I might be pregnant from anal. <laughs> <laughs> so can we wait until I get my period oh, wow. to actually have sex? But oh, my not, God. You were not worried about being pregnant from anal. You were worried about being pregnant from vaginal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So but she's I have saying to, he, they tried anal and she almost got pregnant. Yeah, so yeah. Well, let's wait till we I get my period. We had not attempted Thank you for to the have, translation. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we have to wait till I start my period, and then I'm like, whew, I'm not pregnant. And then afterwards, you know, everything finishes, and he goes, okay, let's try again. So this time we're like, okay, we're actually going to do it. We've, we're set that we're going to have sex this time, and I have a heads up on it. And so we get in the car. We drive back to, it's to in the, the car again. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's the same place. We're no driving way. to the same place, parking in the same place. Round two. Yeah, we're, we get in the car, and I'm just like, okay, let's... Let's do this thing. And uh, we climb into the back seat this time and he puts a condom on and, you know, we were really close friends. So we just would roughhouse with each other and everything like that. And he goes, so I hear this is going to hurt a lot. Like we're in an enormous back seat. 71 Impala is like the length of an extra long twin bed in college, you know. So I can put my head on one armrest and my foot's on the other wow. one. and It's long enough to actually have sex in. And uh, he goes, so this is probably going to hurt. Losing your virginity hurts. They say, I don't know much about straight sex, but that's what I've heard. And I'm like, okay, well, uh, if you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> what? So as he slides inside me, I bite the living. Oh as hard as God. it hurts, I bite hold of his shoulder so hard. He had my teeth mark in purple on his neck for a month. Oh, my God. It really did hurt the first time. And then we start. I don't get that because you're already... You had already had sex, you said. He already had No, he just he, he didn't break the hymen. He slipped inside but didn't break the hymen. Oh, so it was shallow because he was it. coming out doggy, right? Okay, I'm a little slow. What can I tell you? That's yeah, okay. Good thing you're cute. <laughs> <laughs> a lot so of people, I got away with the stuff a lot because of that kind of quick <laughs> statement. All right, I'll take it. So, uh, you know, we start having sex and after, it starts feeling really good. And then after a little while, I, I'm just like, hey, let's check the thing and make sure everything's okay. And I go to look for it and I can't find the condom and I oh, feel it pull your dick out. No. Oh, it's not on your dick. And oh, shit. and I'm like, hang on a minute. And so we start feeling around in the car going, where'd the condom go? We're looking everywhere for the condom. And uh, I'm like, well, it's gone. Um, let's put on. Let's put on a, you better put on a fresh condom so we can continue because it feels really good now. And he's like, I'm like, you did, you only brought one condom? You no brought zero way. condoms the first time and one condom oh this time. No. And he's like, well, I I thought it was like pretty far up the curve to bring a condom. So. <laughs> I beat him hilarious. up again. Man. I drive him home. I get back to my house. Now, his dad. By the way, where was the condom? It was in your vagina somewhere? Hang on. Oh, I'm skipping. Okay. Yeah, she does this to me, too. This is it's You don't have to deal with this somebody storytelling. No. They're, they're allowed to finish a story. They're allowed to finish a story yeah. with no interruptions. Yes. So I get, you know, uh, I get home. I uh, go to the bathroom. The condom pot, it's been hermetically sealed. I just lost my virginity, so it's, like, stuck all the way in me. And when I went to the bathroom, it popped out of the toilet. I'm like, there it is. It's, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. I call Brian's house. His dad answers the phone. I'm like, hey, Alan, uh, is Brian up? He goes, well, he's in his room. I'm like, could you do me a favor? Could you tell him I found it? He goes, found what? I'm like, he'll understand. Just tell him. <laughs> so he's in his room, sexually frustrated, hadn't gotten to come. He's getting really stoned. His dad knocks on the door. He tries to fan the air, and his dad comes in. He goes, Dixie said she found it. And he's like, okay. Like, did she tell my dad what the hell she's talking about? <laughs> so it took a month to lose my virginity oh, in a 71 Impala. That is such I a great story. That story. Bravo. That is a hilarious story. That Can is you hysterical. tell a great story? Because I, I visualize the whole thing. Have you told that story before on stage? Maybe. I'm oh, sure I have I over the years. I can't believe that you, you can just whip up a story like that. You're an incredible fl folklorist. Folklorist. <laughs> he knows about yeah. story time. I'm a sexual folklorist. Yes. Yeah. People go, How, where do you go to school for that? I'm like, uh... I, I love. I focus on story. I'm not a sex educator. I focus on sex and story. Yes, and we focus on the comedy as well. Yeah, you know, that right. We're not sex educators, but we happen to be in this space yeah. where we're doing that. But so when when it, I I was curious about how you became so knowledgeable about telling stories. I geeked out once I fell in love with storytelling. The first time I saw it when I went to that Burning Man storytelling event, I went, "This is really." But the thing is, when you tell stories about sex. You don't, we don't have any place to tell our stories about sex. Mm. So because. I, I disagree. 
I think girls always. I, I've always told my stories. Yeah, but not you, in public. In, in three hundred people in the uh, audience. Well, yeah, I guess not three hundred people. You're not no. gonna have. You're not gonna have an audience of people like. You're gonna freak out. Yeah. You're going to like go. Oh my god! It's been bottled up for all these years, and now it's just gonna explode out of me yeah. in this like. And then I had a gangbang, and there was <laughs> a clown, and then uh, a leather kingster, and then uh, the end. And that's that's what a story looks like if you're just kind of like I don't have a place to tell this so I started going well how can I help people tell their story really well I love it. awesome. so I started studying storytelling and then at first I was very tentative I'm like can I kind of give you some help with some things like it would really be good if your characters had physical descriptions so we could see the things that you see yeah. oh walk us through like the top five yes. things that we should know yes but oh no pressure the top five things well or three if it's easier yeah uh well, the first thing is every character gets a name and a physical description. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very important to give context for who you are. A lot of times people go, I had this crazy group sex experience. And it's they're like, the only hint <laughs> you have about why it's important is their intonation. Like, it was great. Like, so why do you tell that story? What? Well, I have to understand who you were before to understand how this changed you. Totally. How you're different. Um, kind of like settings are part of context as well. We'll call that number like three. where so, the hell it is. Yeah. People often go, so I was in college. I'm like, what college? And they're mm. like, give us any description, any detail. Gives us an idea of who you were at the time. It lets us paint a picture. If you say, for example, there's this thing people always do. They're like, I went on this online dating site and I met this person <laughs> and we went to a bar <laughs> and had a drink. Okay. And I'm like absolutely no detail anywhere <laughs> in there that could be anything you didn't yeah. even give me a gender you yes. gave me nothing to go on this and this is a big rule of comedy too like the more description and detail you can give for a yeah. joke the way harder the laugh is going to be because people for some reason details are much funnier yeah than, like if i say yeah we were fucking in my my car it, you're not gonna get nearly as big of a laugh as we were fucking in my chevy whatever the impala. 71 like, impala. impala right yeah. 71 impala, right yeah because they are drawing pictures in their mind if yes. you give them nothing to draw pictures in their mind mm-hmm. they're just like they do this like i t- i tell people who are going to tell stories on stage all the time they go uh so yeah i i met this woman and i'm like they, they can't draw anything. But if you give them a way to relate that person, you can say uh, she was 5'8 and had brown hair and she was wearing a plaid shirt and they're still going to go, okay. But if you say she looked like a cross between Jennifer Aniston and Tony Collette, if she had <laughs> horn rim glasses and buck teeth and they yes. go, oh, because they just got something to work uh, with. Yes, yes. You know? It's all about creating these images, like mm-hmm. imagination. Image is in imagination. Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. See, I got the other problem, and I want to go back to. I'm sure they got more t- more tips um, and anything. But uh, oh, my, great! The one I don't have one for. That's <laughs> the one you remember to come back to. No, no. There's a ton of them, but I'm like blanking right now. But go okay, back to where you were going. Well, so I don't know. Growing up, I guess maybe because I was such a long-winded person, is you know, in terms of like my stories, people were like, okay, like let's get to the point here. What are you trying to say? So then you feel like you need to like skip. A oh, lot totally. of the details because people are like trying to cut you off. So yeah. that that's that thing you did a little while ago, you're like, so what happened to the condom or something like that? I call that the cut to the chase. You're not allowed to do a cut to the chase. Yeah. That but means but you're you gotta to wait for it. You know, like I when mean, pe- mom, you gotta hear that. I hear that. Yeah. But that's the whole thing about okay, here's the format of the show. True. Told not read off paper. Related to sex, kink, gender, body image, and told in about 10 minutes. Ah. For 10 minutes. Now, in comedy, you're going to go, okay, if I don't get a laugh by 30 seconds, I'm going to feel like I'm dying mm-hmm. up there. Or they're going to be sitting there with their arms crossed going, come on, God, get to it. I'm at a comedy show. Yeah. They know they have to pay attention for 10 minutes. They've already been told it's 10 minutes. Mm. So they're just like, okay, I'm going to settle in. It's going to go somewhere. I know I only have to pay attention for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And you can get there without having to feel like racing to uh, hold their attention. Like you have 10 minutes of airspace. Yeah. We've given that to you. See, when I asked you that, I was so into the story. I wanted to know what happened. I wasn't trying to tell you to hurry up. Right. I was trying to like, I don't get it. What happened to the condom? Yeah. 
when I tell people to run their stories in advance after I do the coaching and everything like that, I'm like, you are going to find a friend and start practicing your story because most people are total amateurs. They've never been on stage. They just have this crazy exceptional story. You're going to find a friend to tell the story to. The friend is not the person who goes, cut to the chase. So how did it turn out? Right. That friend has to shut the fuck up for the length of the story. Yeah. If they have questions... Tell them to scribble them down on paper or something like that. Hold on to the questions at the end. The questions that they ask are going to feed into the story that you're going to tell on stage. If they said, who was wearing the pink sweater? Was it the guy or his sister? That's good information. Fix that and put it in your story. Mm. But if you're going to run it with somebody, they have to commit to not interrupting you because we don't get 10 minutes in life. Yeah, We have to be interesting. We have to be... You know, like we got to be quippy. Storytelling isn't quippy. So how do, how do you know when a story is good enough to tell? Well, I'm the first. I'm the the first uh, gauntlet. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm interested, I'm a very curious person. Mm-hmm. If I'm interested in your story, um, you know, I mean, there's the obvious ones that are really great. Like when I got an email from a guy who said, "I want to tell a story about the." Star Trek sex party <laughs> where everyone dressed in characters from various science fiction genres and it involved, uh, you know, lightsaber dildos and, you know, uh, what are those things called that are like the, um, on Star Trek where they beam you up, they talk into their, not transponder. Oh, I'm sucking at this. But anyway, those vibrated. You could, you know, use them as vibrating sex toys. You know, like all these great geeky details at a sex party. That's a great story. Mm-hmm. That's also on the YouTube channel. You can find that one. That's ah. awesome. Yeah. I'm sure this helps at like dating or, or at a party if you're trying to get to that's, know yeah. someone. That's what I was thinking. It's like people will say to me on my YouTube channel, I don't know what to say on the first date. You know, or what do I talk about? I'm like, they should take, tell a story. Yeah. Storytelling workshops are a great way to start building your arsenal. Like you may have to be a little quippy on a first date. You may have to go, okay, well, I don't have the buy-in to tell a story that's more than three minutes or something like that. But they're no, not going to get to know you until you tell your stories. If you can go, yeah, I work for an investment banking oh, firm yeah, and uh, my hobbies are walks on the beach. Like, I'm sorry, I fell asleep. But if you <laughs> tell me a story about who you are, then all of a sudden I have a feel just the details you pull out in your story tells me about you and what mm. kind of person you are and what you value and like... That's going to make people want to go on a second date with you. Totally. I mean, I, by the way, I, w- before we end this, I have to say you are a fellow cougar. Oh, yeah. I'm a fellow cougar. And you had a great story as to what happened the night you met your... Oh, you're going to make me tell another story, no, Carol. Well, you can make this one a quick one if you can. Okay. Uh, okay. So... It's a great one, though. Thank you. So I put an ad... I used to teach classes on how to hook up on Craigslist cash flow encounters. And I have these different kinds of classes that you could, or these different kinds of ads that you could post to get responses. Guaranteed to get responses. The one that was guaranteed to get responses, not always positive responses, but the one that got the most responses was the rant. Why is it so hard to find a fuck buddy in this goddamn city? (laughs) All I want is somebody who shows up when they say they're going to show up, who, you know, puts in, puts in the, you know, the time who is going to contact me when they say they're going to contact me, will leave, you know, like all of that kind of stuff. So rants always got great responses. I put up a rant ad on casual encounters. Uh, sent out my picture to a few people that I was talking to. So I'd sent it out to three or four people. But there was one guy who was standing out. This is the longer version of the story. Okay. There was one guy who was standing out. He was cute and young, and I'm a cougar, and I like him cute and young. Oh, yeah. And uh, so we're talking, and he goes, okay, so here's the thing. We're going to get together, and we're going to have sex. I want you to meet me at my apartment building on Russian Hill. I want you to show up in nothing but a fur coat with nothing on underneath. And I want you to get in the elevator in my building and we're going to fuck in the elevator. And I'm like, you have seen too many Brian De Palma movies. <laughs> and I know how that turns out. They get murdered in their fur coat in the elevator. I don't know you. I'm going to meet you at a bar around the corner from your house. And we're going to maybe that's a third date activity, but I'm not fucking you in a fur coat in your elevator. And he's like, oh, OK. And he shows, you know, I, I get his address. I go park. I find out what bar. Text him. I'm parked. 
text him okay i'm in the bar text him i've got a drink where the fuck are you (laughs) he never showed up oh my god i got back to the car and left him a voicemail not a text that said you really you would rather stay in your house and jerk off to your fucking brian de palma fantasy (laughs) than show up and have sex with a real human being oh my fucking god and then i went home and i was mad and i texted Everybody that I was talking to on Craigslist Casual Encounters, and I went, you know what? Somebody fucked it up for all of you. I'm not meeting anybody. One person responded and said, can I take you out to lunch? And I'm like, nobody gets late at lunch. And he's like, I'm really interested in you. I liked your picture. I like your personality. I'd like to get together and have lunch. So we meet at Max's Opera Cafe down at Union Square in San Francisco, and I order matzo ball soup. He shows up. He's six foot five, kind of blonde, short hair with a beard, really sweet, 15 years younger than me. Oh, babe. And we have a really nice lunch. And it turns out that I find out that he's a video game artist who works right around the corner from where our company had just moved, so I knew the neighborhood really well. And I liked him. I'm like, what a respectful dude, you know? And I made it clear, I'm not looking to get laid. I'm pretty pissed off about that thing. Nobody's getting laid. No, no one it. gets laid. Nobody's no. getting laid. <laughs> He's ruined it for everyone. <laughs> I love to punish everybody by going, you've ruined it for everyone. And then I tell everyone, that guy ruined it for you. That is hilarious. If you're mad, don't be mad at me. Be mad at him. So uh, so I'm just like, I had a good time. I know where you work. Do you want to uh, like go for a walk around the neighborhood? By the way, our anniversary is next week. Happy so it's November. It's freezing. Um, so he's in video game lockdown where they're doing 20-hour days. And he says, well, I'm in lockdown. I'm like, okay. He goes, but I'm leaving to meet you because, yeah, uh, chance of a lifetime. I'm coming out to meet you. So we walk around by China Basin on the water. And we're walking around. It's freezing. And every once in a while we stop and we make out and stuff like that. I'm like, you're not getting laid. You're not getting late. Don't get too worked up. And eventually he goes, I live by myself. We could go to my house. I'm like, what did I say? He goes, nothing. Whatever you say, it's only what you want. We go to his house, which is warm. We climb in bed. We start making out. We start (laughs) talking about our fantasies. I keep going, it's not going to happen. And at a certain point, we're talking about porn and our fantasies. And he says, you know something I've seen that I always found really hot. And I'd love to see in person. I'm like, what? He goes, fisting i'm like ah god damn it (laughs) and he's like what and i'm like now i have to do it with you because you've never done it before it's a cherry for you it's just one of those things like you'll remember me forever because i made your fantasy come true and i'm like i am not fucking you but you can't fist me (laughs) so can i call this pity fisting we call that we call that our fist anniversary. We celebrate <laughs> it every year. Oh my god! <laughs> and it is November 9th. <laughs> oh my god! It's coming up. It's coming up. Oh yeah. my god! We're, we're gonna have to celebrate In fist anniversary with you. <laughs> that is awesome. Wow! That is a hilarious story. Amazing body stories by Dixie. A body storytelling. Yes, we love this. Can what? I ask you about being a cougar real quick? Yes. How's wow. your cougar experience been going? I love it. You love being a cougar. I love it because I reinvented the word. It's a confident, older, unique, genuine, assertive, and racy woman. Holy shit. Yeah. Jesus Christ. You know what you're talking about. Well, I do, actually. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And um, I think certain people, like maybe you and I, have young spirits and belong with maybe younger people. I don't get why people want these older men. People, and men in general, uh, die four years before women. So it seems makes sense that we should level the playing field there i tried a couple times going out with men my own age and they go um (laughs) and i go so what do you do for fun and they go well i'm a homeowner (laughs) and i'm like what does that mean and they're like well there's a lot of home maintenance and i mow my lawn and i'm like i asked you what you do for fun and they're like well there's a lot of that so there is no fun and i'm like i can't be with anybody who doesn't uh, understand the concept of fun bingo Uh yeah that's it and and we actually in, uh, interviewed before uh, someone that was talking about money, and I said, you know, sometimes these older men get a lot of money, and they just want to use that to like yeah. control. And that's another reason I think it's cool to be a cougar. Yeah. So be glad to be in the back seat with a fellow cougar. Oh, <laughs> we had such a great time chatting with you. How do people find your stories? Cam is on point, isn't he? He's he really, just like, he knows, I'm running. You didn't, I know you, how much you, time you it's didn't been. even get that. You didn't get to stories, say anything. The best stories of uh, what we always ask is, have you ever walked in on your parents having sex or they walked in on you having sex? Yeah. That is, so that's how we end every, every oh. episode. 
But before we get to that. Yeah, let's hear the plugs. My parents have never walked in on me having sex, (laughs) but I've had nightmares for years about how how my uh, upper body, everything above my waist is having a really great animated conversation with somebody, like one of those great connected conversations with somebody. And below the below my waist there's a cover on top and we're fucking like crazy brain super connected <laughs> fucking but the upper body doesn't know what the lower body is doing and my mom is always in the room when i have that dream and i'm just like does she know what's going on underneath the blanket i'm like oh wow science that's fascinating tell me more about science while i'm getting fucked while my mom's in the room that is hilarious why is this a recurring dream i have never told anybody i love that oh finally we got to something well your first time in a car my first time telling my my chenille blanket dream i call it that is hysterical then that's got to have some you better not have her hear symbols this podcast. or something. Can we have a dream analyst or somebody like that Whoa, tell us totally what that dream should. is? Yeah, we yes. should. Let's get someone yes. on that can tell us about that. I would love that. that. Okay. And if people wanted to find your stories? <laughs> um, bodystorytelling.com, B-A-W-D-Y is my website. Uh, body storytelling on Instagram. On Twitter, I'm body, B-A-W-D-Y. I have a YouTube channel. I have a podcast. Hell yes. Uh, I do live shows monthly in San Francisco and Seattle. I'm looking to do a national tour. And a fellow Patreon. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. a fellow pleasure podcaster. Oh, yes. Yeah. So one, of the, one of Trifecta. the originals. If you guys like sex podcasts, go to pleasurepodcasts.com and you can find Body Storytelling along with a bunch of other awesome sex podcasts. Yeah. We're going to find a way to keep doing this stuff. Yeah. Check we're, we're it having out. Fun. Thank you Thank so you much so for coming much. on the show. You're sure. Dixie. The best. Can we roll the windows down now? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed that episode with Dixie De La Tour. If you want to hear more, if you want to hear my mother tell a story about her own sex in a car, go to patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom and you'll hear this bonus episode. We're also going to be putting it out for free for you to give you a sense of what our Patreon page is like. So that'll come out very soon. And once you get, once you enjoy that, you hear it, you decide you want to become a Patreon member. You'll be a member of our family. It would be really helpful to us, and it's a great way to communicate with us directly. Go to patreon.com slash sextalkwithmymom. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.